Hey guys, this is Justin. Just a quick note. This episode that you're about to listen to was actually recorded a couple of weeks ago. We will be back to recording episodes this Thursday. Not sure what the content will be, so make sure you follow the Tapcalf Transmissions Twitter account to keep up to date on all news. All right, let's get going. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Tapcalf Transmissions. I am Corey, joined as always by Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing this week, Justin? I'm just kind of recovering from uh, a pretty bad flu, uh, flu cold something, some serious virus my uh, my offspring brought home. Yep. The whole family's been been in one for about a week. Uh, I feel fine now. I just my voice is a little uh, like that, and uh, and I do have a cough. So I'm gonna try. To, I got a little. Uh, I got a little cough button here on my my mixer. Uh, so I'm gonna try to get that, but. You know, I'm not going to be able to get all of them. You're going to try to do that, but you still intentionally made the throat clearing noise right before to, to make sure everyone. Well, would I, know had what that a, would sound I had to set like. a I had to set a baseline. Yeah, I had okay. to set a baseline. It, it just means your voice is more sultry. It is. Yeah, and I'll have some voice cracks for sure. You got to have the just the right amount of sick and then just the right mm-hmm. amount of congestion. And then you have uh, everyone's voice sounds better. Just a little bit sick. Totally. You got to try to maintain. Just keep that viral yeah. load constant. Just uh, slight enough to just make me feel a little shitty, but not too bad. All right. Well, this week we're going to be doing a Q&A episode, a uh, relatively short episode. We want to make sure that we don't damage poor X voice later on. We will be doing a gaming stream. He just coughed into his elbow for the audio listeners. Uh, so at that point, Charlie will be that worked, right? My mute. Yeah, my mute worked, right? Didn't hear a thing. I just wanted to make Perfect. sure the audio listeners weren't left out by that. Perfect. Before we get to the questions, though, any any big Star Wars news we want to talk about? We got a March 1st release date for The Mandalorian, mm. so that's good. Yeah, March is going to be crazy. We got Mando, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, and Bad Batch running, so it's going to yeah. be super, super busy. Do we know how uh, many episodes than... of Bad Batch there actually are? I assume it's going to run into March, but... I guess we don't, technically. Is that that It should be over eight or ten episodes, and that'd be what it oh, takes. Oh, yeah, to... yeah. I'm guessing it'll be 20, 16 or 20. Yeah, because the first season was pretty long, and even if they double or triple up the the premiere again, then it should it should still go into March. Yeah. So Bad Batch season one, how many? It was. It was sixteen, wasn't it? Sixteen. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, sixteen. So hopefully we see kind of something similar, and I suspect we will. Yeah. So uh, the other big news is that we will not be able to do an episode next week. I will be on a train unless something big comes up and we decide to do a different night but that, mm. that would be that would be crazy that's never happened before yeah Actually, that, that has be happened before. uh the other big news is this one's kind of disappointing actually uh we got the essential legends collection wave seven announced yep. uh and apparently it's so it's uh old republic fatal alliance outbound flight uh, republic commando and survivor's quest no new audiobooks for these ones which kind of sucks i don't think we wave don't six have- had one either no, it didn't. I didn't realize at the time. But that kind of sucks because we don't have a proper outbound flight audiobook, and I would love for one because it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh. Well, I've got a big outbound flight video coming out, so people can listen to that as an audiobook, and it'll be. Yeah. Most people won't like the video. So. Um, for for personal news, it is December first. Uh, when when we're recording this, so it's day one of my beer advent calendar. Nice. Um, today's is a, is 
Church Brewing, which is a, uh, it's called that because the brewery is in an old church. They have a beautiful uh, little, a, a beautiful dining room in there, but it's just a regular, uh, regular blonde, 5%. So there's some weird ones usually in these. Uh, like I found out I do like stouts through these because I, I do these or my wife gets me these every year. So, so yeah, I'm going to crack that open now and hold on right next to the mic. Did you finish the, uh, the last one? No, recently? I still no, have a couple left. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always like a couple that are like kind of out there. Like there was one that was like a jalapeno beer that mm. didn't really do it for me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds a little questionable. My friend's doing that as well, but he's uh he did a cust he did a bespoke beer wow. advent calendar. So uh, I don't he, know if I really like the idea of that as much, but well, it's really expensive if you want the actual ones. And he also didn't want alcoholic beer the whole time. He did non alcoholic oh, beer for gotcha. four days of the week. So uh, Friday, Saturday, at least, is real. Sunday might be. And then it's non-alcoholic for the rest of the week. I would never drink non-alcoholic beer, but I also wouldn't drink alcoholic beer. So maybe that's just me. There was one time. Hey, you, you had a couple beer when you were here. Um, yeah, I had one. There was one time me and my buddy uh, David were out drinking. I might have told this story before. I don't think so. And uh, we got cut off i don't know i think they just were closing early at the bar we were at because we were at this really tiny little bar um and we were the only two people there uh so they closed at like 12 and hmm. or maybe 11 even we wanted to keep drinking so in nova scotia they only sell beer in liquor stores um so we just really wanted to keep going though so we went inside the sobies and we bought a case of non-alcoholic beer well, like <laughs> We're drunk enough. If we crush six of them, it might do something. Uh, and we were just, we grabbed that and we grabbed each a big Dagwood sandwich. And we were sitting on this playground uh, and just, I, I crushed one non alcoholic beer. It was just awful. So just ter terrible drunken idea. And then I climbed up on like a power box and sliced my hand open. So not a great night. So think of how bad it would have been if you had been drinking actual alcoholic beer. Well, I think I would have been fine because I only climbed up there because I was bored. Okay. So you're you're endorsing drinking as a as a public health benefit right now on the podcast. That's why they left the uh that's why they left the liquor store open during the pandemic. Yep. Yeah. Well, can't argue with that. Nope. So question wise, we have a fair few number of emails to get through for it. Uh there are a couple people who submitted multiple questions over the last little while. I'm going to try to pick one question from each person. We'll go through those, see how we're doing for time, then maybe take some chat questions or double back through the emails for secondary questions from people. But we'll we'll see how it goes. I did edit down some of the questions a little bit just for for length so we'd get the get the sure. gist. But uh cuz my voice can only I can only read so many scripts. Mm -hmm. But uh but yeah, so let's open it up alphabetically with Andrew who asks I've noticed recently how many different alternatives there are to the word fuck throughout the EU. We have mm -hmm. Frick, Criff, Frack, and a couple others I can't think of. It's too many, and I can't take a single one of them seriously. What do you think? Um, well, I'm sure you heard about the uh, the big controversy. Originally, yeah. they were going to have uh, uh, Marva say fuck the Empire. Fuck the Empire, which I wouldn't have been a fan of. Um, I just I don't think it would have worked as well, and it would have been distracting from the moment um so 
yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of fun swears. Emperor's Black Bones, I think, is one we've talked about before. Um, yeah. I, I do want to say, as much as I think that might have detracted from what Marva was saying, if she had said Criff, Frick, or Frack, or Emperor's Black oh, Bones yeah. in there, I also yeah. would have found that to detract from it. So, yeah, I'm, not, no, I'm not necessarily opposed to there being real-world swears in Star Wars. I just don't think it gonna happen very often like we got we got a shit uh yeah and, and urine was made canon but yeah and sex yeah that was that was questionable before yeah um yeah i i i i don't know for me i'm not somebody who cares about swearing around my kids like i don't actively swear i mean i do sometimes i try not to actively swear very much around my kids that it, it slips out but like for me fuck being in star wars i wouldn't care um but i mean that would be kind of some kids wouldn't be able to uh wouldn't be able to watch it anymore so i mean that would kind of suck yeah but i mean if you're someone's gets a stormtrooper gets bricked in the face like i don't know and i don't I, I don't i never really got the whole uh swearing kind of issue but i guess that's how some parents are I did see a couple what I would call overreactions talking about how the fact that they wanted to have the the swear in there at all meant that they were children and they're glad that someone stepped in. It's like, come on. It's a bit of an Yeah, people are stupid. Twitter take. Classic <laughs> Twitter take. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. He did also mention the use of bug slut in Legacy, but I don't remember that. I, I haven't done a proper read through of Legacy. So, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't speak to the veracity of that. I pro. I might have just been baited. I don't know. I think you were baited. I don't really remember that. All right, from Christopher. Uh, Christopher asks, with how wildly out of chronological order the Bantam books were published, which characters or plot lines do you feel suffered because of the lack of planning and timeline crisscrossing? Um. He gives the example of some new Jedi Order Jedi, Mara not being in the Young Jedi Knights books, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of think for me, the thing that's kind of close to what you said would be just the uh, development of Luke's Jedi Order as a whole, I think could have used a bit more time. Um, like the opening class all should have been main Jedi, I think. And. Obviously, most of them weren't. Some of them were picked up later, like, you know, Doris Gate 81. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think for me, that's kind of a, one that I see as maybe suffering the most. Yeah. Karana T, I think, never comes up again, except for like maybe one or two background scenes. Streen sometimes get to do stuff. But yeah, like that, the characters from Jedi Academy, other than like, or yeah, the Jedi Academy trilogy, other than like Kip, mm. get very sidelined because people yeah. like Mara mm -hmm. and Corin come in. But. Ugh. I think like a big element of that really is the authors wanting to use their own characters, though. Totally, yeah. So I don't know if the if everything being published in order would have done a huge amount to to change that. Because like not. you still ended up with uh, the same situation with uh, the Mara versus Callista situation and all that. It yeah, definitely, no, I, it definitely I didn't help. Agreed. Well, thank you, Christopher. Any anything else that like I, once they got to the NJO, everything started being more in chronological yeah. order. So it's really just those warlord side stories, which I think a lot of the imperial related stuff actually was handled 
fine with the timeline being what it was, but I think the Jedi really do suffer the most. Yeah, I mean, there are times when, like, I guess one thing that I think of is X-Wing came out so late mm-hmm. that um, it would have been nice for Rogue Squadron to be, like, all the characters we know to be mentioned by name uh, earlier on, like in the yeah. Thrawn trilogy, for example. Uh, that's kind of one I can think of. Uh, and just some of the video game characters, I guess, would have been nice to see more of, like Kyle Katarn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't really appear in anything, and it would have been cool to have him kind of a bit more prominent, I think. Yeah, he he does come up a little bit in Legacy, but him not being in the NJO at all is definitely a weird yeah, one. Yeah, or even earlier, really. But I, I, I guess he doesn't show up that much. Yeah. I kind of feel like Kyle and Corin fill too much of the same role. That's that's fair. They need to combine them in, in new canon, but that we already got Cal and Corin, so who knows? Yep. Uh, so thank you, Christopher. Next question is from Joel, who asks, uh, first revealed in Star Wars Bloodlines, we were given the information that the centrist party, the New Republic, was planning a secession. That was around five years before The Force Awakens. Do you think there's a story to be told during this Cold War period where the New Republic and First Order share a border that would intrigue Star Wars fans who may be done with the sequel era? Um, so the New Republic and the First Order share a border before... He's asking, would that have been interesting if they shared a border before well, the war actually in broke the, out? In the period where the centrists of the New Republic were planning a secession and where the First Order exists, but they're in the Cold War period with the New Republic not actually at war. Yeah, so I, from what I remember from Bloodline, the First Order is a lot more secretive than that. Like, they're not really treated like a full, proper, like, rogue mm-hmm. faction, from what I remember. Like, I don't think there's, like, First Order representative is, like, arguing with the New Republic or anything. I think they're pretty much stuck in the Unknown Regents. And the Centrist Party is more just kind of secretly funneling resources towards them. Um, now, that's based on my memory. Uh, I I don't know if there's enough there for an interesting series personally. Um, yeah, I, I don't even really know how I feel about the whole centrists, and I, I forget. I think the populace, maybe I, I don't can't remember what they call Leia's party. Um, but yeah, it's it was an interesting bit of political writing, but I don't know if there's enough there for a series. I do think like more going in on Leia. Uh, forming the resistance could fit into that vein and is interesting. Yeah. I think that's the biggest opportunity for another good story. Like I really like brotherhood of the Sith uh, as well. And I think other stories that are kind of like that, focusing on some of those characters in the lead up to uh, the sequel trilogy could definitely be good. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we both enjoyed brotherhood of the Sith pretty well. It was, it was pretty good. All right. Uh, but thank you, Joel. Next question. I don't. I haven't read Bloodlines yet, so I don't have that much to to add yet. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely get there at some point, but I think maybe. Yeah, we will at some point. Next question comes from Jacob, who says, "Do you guys feel at some point Disney are going to reboot or decanonize the new canon novels no. as well?" And oh, novels, Joel asked that uh, as well. So still no, yeah, probably not. Jacob gave the examples of stuff in Tales of the Jedi, retconning the Ahsoka novel and the Dooku Jedi Law stuff. But I think the Dooku Jedi Law stuff is still a lot more consistent with it than some of the changes in the Ahsoka novel. And I think uh, for some reason, like 
we've always, if any Legends fan is probably used to individual details getting overwritten a lot more, whereas even if they impact like large sections of someone's life for it, there was a lot more of being able to say, okay, well, this detail changed, this detail doesn't line up with other stuff, but like the story's still the story, the story's still there. Where I feel like there's been a lot more overreaction to some of the retcons in new canon, where if a detail from something changes, then people are like immediately saying, oh, well, this was just tossed in the trash bin and never buy a copy of that, never read it. Uh, and I don't think that's the most appropriate reaction to it. Uh, but I also don't think they're itching to... They're, I don't think they're going to really reboot the the novels in that way. Like, with the Legends reset, it was because you had the entire body of work as one thing that already existed, and trying to tell movies, stories, books, whatever, or movies or TV shows in that area, working around them at all would have been very difficult. Whereas now, unless they got rid of the shows as well, I don't think they're going to do like a full reboot in that way. There may be greater or lesser extents that details from books get overwritten, but we've kind of talked about that before with uh, with the Tales of the Jedi stuff, I think. Yeah, I think if they don't want something to exist, they'll just kind of overwrite it, and then who cares? Like the book, the book readers are such a small portion of the audience that, like, if they want to just ignore something, they'll do what they did with in Tales of the Jedi and kind of just ignore it. I think rather than yeah. fully decanonize everything. Yeah, it's not going to be the same. Everything's tied together, and you just reset. Like, mm-hmm. eventually, we probably see another actual reboot, but I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Nothing goes on forever in fiction. Yeah. And, like, there, there's other properties like Lord of the Rings where there's not really an expectation that, like, Peter Jackson's movies aren't in the same canon as the Rings of Power season either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it it happens. Yeah. It'd be really weird if they do that, and then it turns out the Visions is the new continuity. Everything's just based on Visions now. That'd be sick. But only the band episode. (laughs) Just that one. Uh, Thank you, Jacob. Next question comes from Matrix, and I think uh, other Joel asked that as well. So we had a few people asking that one. So Matrix says... Uh, this one is about Andor. Personally, my biggest issue with the show is I feel like it steers away from Andor himself later on in the episodes. While I enjoy every episode and every content with Mon Mothma, I feel the show does almost clickbait you in a way going back to the point Ek made on Twitter about the title. What do you think? Um, I, I, I think you're kind of right and wrong in a way. Like, Andor is ultimately the reason why everyone's doing what they're doing. Now, yeah. to be true, it's only because they think Andor can can lead to somebody else, but he's still the one that's kind of causing all the chaos. Um, but you're right that the other characters are, you know, taking more of a prominent role episode to episode. I personally think that's okay. I think that they're more interesting most of the time. Um, so, yeah. Agree and disagree, I guess. Yeah, I don't think he's ever, like, so non-present that it's... that... It's an inappropriate title. Like, you can have some Seinfeld episodes where George and Costanza, or not George and Costanza, George and Kramer get the A plot and Jerry's in the B plot with Elaine maybe somewhere. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that really means that the show shouldn't be called Seinfeld for that one. Like, it's 
it, it's pretty standard to not have every moment of the of every show focus on the title character. So, like, I don't think there was really any episode where he had significantly less than half of the year time. Maybe the first prison episode where he was kind of like still in the in the prison zone. But he yeah. is still the driving factor for almost everything that's happening on the show. The the least he's connected to anything would be Mon Mothma, where they don't have a direct connection. But mm-hmm. uh, there's his actions are still informing what's happening in her storylines, and she's still interacting with Luthen a lot. Uh, in the last episode, her her stuff is mostly setting up for her own plots in season two. But I think. The idea that like it's called Andor and Andor is kind of a our our way to view the rebellion. We're seeing it all through him. Like I think that mm-hmm. still makes sense with that. I like I think your point about the show name being inappropriate was more about the appeal than the content yep. matter or subject yep. matter. Yep. Uh thank you, Matrix. Next question is from Adam, who says, now that I'm caught up on Android, I wanted to ask something. If we get another trilogy, do you think we could see the director pulling the ultimate funny moment by forcing Kukrook back into canon? No, because I don't think any director who is uh, chosen to make a Star Wars movie will know or give a shit about who Kukrook is. Yeah, I, I think uh, even if they did, even if Dave Filoni was the biggest, like if Plo Koon was Kukrook instead, I think Kukrook is just probably the hardest character to do in usable practical effects. Yep. People would be so disappointed by the the changes to his mouth shape. They'd have to angle the hat so often to cover it, which I think is valid, but uh, unfortunately, I I do have to say the crook is probably out from live-action Star Wars. Yeah. Which is not very whippet. I mean, you could have another whippet in the background somewhere, but... Not doing anything. Yep. Thank you, Adam. Paul asks uh, about Han and Leia's parenting, saying you'll have a cool, well-established, and competent character. But when said character becomes a parent, for some reason they're either negligent or overprotective of the kids and usually end up going totally out of character. My question is, why were Leia and Han written so terribly as parents in the Legends and also canon continuities, despite having so many different authors write them across years and years worth of books? Because... It's not very interesting to tell a story about responsible parenting. Yeah. Um, Like for me, when I'm being a responsible parent, it's like, I'm going to put my kid in the car seat and not do anything dangerous with them. Like, I don't really want to read a book about that. Um, Responsible parenting for Han and Leia would be, let's probably not keep the kids on course on. Let's not let them get kidnapped and let's not go on any adventures. Um yeah, if you want Han and Leia to actually do any of the things that make them Han and Leia, they have to be out in the galaxy fighting stuff, which leads to the trauma that Ben, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin had from being neglected or having other stuff prioritized over them. So it's just yeah. a Han and Leia are just bad parents. It's obvious to everyone who writes them. It's obvious to everyone who reads it. There's no way to get away from it. Yep. Maybe... Uh, maybe if Anakin had lived, he would have turned out normal. But he he was he was struggling. He needed. Yeah, he was. He was. It wasn't really looking great. Yeah, he he needed some. He needed some more support than he was getting. It took Mara yeah. coming in. Mara is the one that gets like sidelined the most when she becomes a parent. Yeah. 
partially because of the coom spores, which is also how you become pregnant, but... (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, well. All right. Next question. Our last email question, unless we go back through for the secondary ones, uh, from Joel, who has a couple. Let's go with, I think he sent this one or some variant of this one in twice. So you subscribe to the idea that the Empire fell so quickly in canon because of a combination of popular uprisings happening all over the galaxy post-death of Palpatine, combined with Operation Cinder Plans, makes the premise of the Empire falling in one year a lot more sense, make a lot more sense. I've seen people talk about the popular uprisings of the fall of the Empire since the Andor series has emphasized local communities rising up against the Empire. So do you think that helps the Operation Center narrative? Yeah, I've seen that a lot too, actually, um, since Andor. Like, that could be used to help explain how so many planets, you know, the Empire was ousted from without the New Republic having a significantly larger military already. Uh, so yeah, I think that could be a good explanation and it kind of matches a bit with what we see in Return of the Jedi, especially some of the uh, extra scenes where mm-hmm. we see the people toppling the statue on Coruscant. So I think that could that could be a good uh, explanation, yeah. I mean, when the strength of the Empire is that it's so forcibly centralized, like a quick collapse makes sense. It's just, it is such a large area that uh, it, it did take a lot for the rebels to get everywhere, but if it's all just dividing into more local control, uh, some places that join the rebels, some that are just like little Imperial yeah. satrapies, like we see in alphabet squadron, like it's hard to keep a centralized, like such a centralized faction that is so based around an individual person alive when that person is gone and has done everything they can to make sure they're necessary for it to continue. So I do think yeah. it, it, it helps add more to that narrative. My bigger problem is still where did all the ships go? But whatever. All the ships kind of just disappear. Some go into private hands. Yeah. Some go into the unknown regions. Some uh, just arc somewhere and then couldn't remember whether they're either in the itchy scratch or the scratchy lot, whatever. But like in in Aftermath, like there's one part where, um, where, oh, what's her name again? Um, Admiral Sloan is going through like the order of record or whatever. And there's one superstar destroy left. All the other, all the others are gone. There's one left. Um, so that for me was like, okay. That like they, they know the of. New, yeah. That they know of. What about eclipse? The eclipse. Well, there is a ship called the eclipse. That's Palpatine's superstar destroyer which is really annoying because it's called the eclipse and then it wasn't actually, we didn't know whether it was uh, just a ship called the eclipse or the eclipse. Wasn't um, it explicitly an executor? I don't remember. It was, it was made explicitly, explicitly an executor later on, okay. I believe. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. I, I think it was, um, I think it was maybe like a quasi canon source, like a trading card game or something that may have made it canon. So, Someday, obviously, like anything that FFG puts in, obviously, like Pablo Hidalgo has to make sure that Tony Gilroy reads every inch of that book and then puts it into Andor season two. Yep, it's necessary. Of course, it is. We did have a fun question near the start from Canpiv. If we're jumping into some of the sure. chat questions now, uh, 
who asks, what's your co-host's worst Star Wars opinion? Oh, you can go with mine first if you want. Look, the the ATPT isn't that bad, and the okay. Nebula isn't that good. Okay, fair enough. It's Corey's worst opinion. I can probably think of a better one. Fine, but I don't think uh, this is just I. I don't agree that Rogue One's the best Star Wars movie. Um, but I, I mean, I, even there, I can see where you're coming from. Look, I've uh, seen. If we want to go with mine, I've seen a lot of people on Reddit talking about my Jason Solo opinions. So once we get to that point, I I will have a lot more explanation of why I like the storyline, even if I don't think it all works. Um, I don't think that the uh, the Recusin is is the the most beautiful uh, ship aesthetically, like you well, do. So I think it's the the second. It's my second favorite ship. Oh really? I thought it was your favorite. What's it, it behind? Was, it's behind the Starhawk. Okay. It's not just that they look cool. It's that they look cool and they are cool. It's got a, a je ne sais quoi. So do you like the fact that there's uh, regular sized ones and then really big ones? Like, uh, no, trench? I, 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 think it was... I really hate that. Okay. I fucking hate it. I what hate about... that part of the Clone Wars. The, the, the Dreadnought Providence and the Dreadnought Recusant. I can't even remember any Dreadnought Providences we see. It's uh, Invincible is one. Like, is it's it? just scaled okay. so weirdly, and then Essential Guide to Warfare, like, canonizes the fact that they're different. Right. The trench ship is, is that. Yeah, I mean, that one's clear, because there's a scene where it's next to, because he boards a Venator, and it's, like, significantly larger. Um, what about, okay, one thing I do like about the Recusant is there is the, uh, the, you can see in certain things, there's, like, a cargo variant. It's just, like, you can kind of see where the ship came from, which I think is cool. In the like where it has the hangers in the middle? No, there's like um you can see it in the this is a really funny weird source. The uh fuck what's it called? Um What's the simulator ride called again? Star Tours, the Star Tours Battle yeah. of Coruscant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about now. And but... you can see it in other places as well. Like I, I think maybe Rise of the Resistance has it in there's a couple other places as well. I don't know why my webcam's so fuzzy. There we go. Yeah, I we still haven't mined that uh, that video for some ship variants for Fall of the Republic, but we have to get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, Chara asks: With recent media, Saw Gerrera has been given a lot more or giving a lot more critique on the Republic, which doesn't seem explored much by others. Would you like more media about the reasons the Republic fell? Um, sure. Yeah, I, th I think that could be good. I mean, I don't need more explicit reasons, but I'd like <clears throat> I'd like to see something said in the late Clone Wars period that looks at like just how the government was failing people, like maybe how the court systems completely like like maybe maybe one interesting story could be like, oh, there are these senators who realize Palpatine is full of shit and they put together a proper legal case and submit it to like we know there's like a Republic Supreme court on then I'd like to see the Supreme court, just tell them to basically fuck off because like shit's not working anymore. The last so line think of the book is just no. And then there's 20 blank pages that you expect yeah. are going to be this story. Exactly. I think that could be interesting. 
All right, this is why Eck is not in Star Wars publishing. He wants the Star Wars legal brief. Yeah. No, I, I think that would actually be, be cool. I don't know. I don't know about the mass appeal, but we both like it. We both read it day one. Yep. Uh, I, I, I do think it'd be a kind of interesting story where like, okay, these people really have something against Palpatine. Like they figured something out and then like the media doesn't care. Supreme Court doesn't care. The Senate doesn't care. It's like everything is just broken. You get a little bit of that in like Labyrinth of Evil, but I think that's actually, yeah. I might actually be thinking of the other book that's about uh, them doing that to uh, Chancellor Valium. Because they, yeah. they track down his financials and everything, and that's like a yeah. big plot of the book. That's yeah. how all the election stuff happens. Yeah. But. Our next question comes from Michael, who asks, what do you think are the most non-essential books in the Essential Legends collection of novels, including the upcoming wave? I might need to pull up a, a list. Republic Commando, probably. I don't think they add a whole lot, unless you're really into Mandalorians and, I guess, Republic Commandos. You're just trying to say whatever you can to get people mad at us, aren't you? I mean, something like Shatterpoint, it's... But I mean, like, it depends on your definition of essent of essential. Like, does essential mean that it's essential to the overall story, or so good it's like considered a must read? I think um, I think the latter is the yeah the way I'd say. It. Like, if you're giving a list of legends books to people that they need to read, either because yeah. they're so important they can't be ignored, or they're really good, or ideally some combination of the two. Yeah. You. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I, I... <laughs> I was most surprised by uh, Dawn of the Jedi, I think. That's the one that surprised me the most. Mm. It's just such a unique book. I think it kind of earns its place. That and Death um, Troopers, which I Death think Troopers that also fits in Probably the up there, yeah. Thing. Yeah, um, I, I'd probably say Republic Commando, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can see Republic. I don't think Republic Commando being in there is weird. I don't like it as much as other people do, but I know it's popular yeah. enough that it's... Yeah. Those will be interesting when we get to them, because I feel like that's going to be... Uh, another Bane situation? Yeah. Another Bane situation, or... Wasn't there a game that we both really didn't like that everyone likes, or is that just me thinking about Battlefront 2? <laughs> you might be thinking of Republic Commando. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, it, yeah. Never mind. It's yeah. going to be it's gonna be itself again. So it yeah. tracks. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll take a break between questions. I'll give you a second to get some more. We did get some reviews. Okay. Including a negative one. Uh, but we also got... We also got a couple of good ones. Um, <clears throat> this one was from Hot Picks Gamers Sucks. I like it. Number one incel bashing podcast on the Holonet. Every week I listen, and every week I clench my sweaty fists in rage and beat my body pillow until I'm doubled over, my greasy chest heaving like an out of breath <laughs> elephant. Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. Five out of five. Oh, I thought that was um, the negative one. No, um, the negative one's actually negative. Okay. We do that one next and then get more praise after, or is that the last one? Sure. This one is from Spen OG. It's actually not negative towards you, so you'll like it. Oh, sick. This he is says, the best. Cor he seems, Corey seems really cool. He knows his Star Wars. He is very even-keeled and fair in his reviews. 
Unfortunately, he lets himself get he lets himself get bullied over by Eck, <laughs> who obviously loves Star Wars so much. None of the novels are ever good enough. His most even his most positive reviews have fifty percent negative feedback. I've listened for years at this point, but not because it's quality. It's great for a laugh on the way home from work on bad days. Small doses and a sense of humor about space wizards is a must to survive an entire episode. Two out of five. That really hurts us. Thank you for the review, I guess, but fuck off. <laughs> what, are you even, what are you even talking about? Um, I, I do not, like I'm you not going to say thank you for that. You, you, years of content, you give us a two out of five? You can <laughs> suck my fucking ass. It does Honestly, have a little bit of the negative Prepare Steam yourself review. for my fucking hoop. If, like, send me $20 then, dickhead. <laughs> fuck. What do you want? Like, what do you want? <laughs> Corey and I rate everything the exact fucking same. Because it's because I bully him. Yeah. Anyway. I think it, it's... It's never like we're sitting here calling everything like complete shit or anything. It's just usually for people. Not like oh, as what, a conscious attempt for us to appeal to people. But like if you're talking about something, you're more likely to mention the things that stood out to you as being weird. What a surprise. The tie-in novels to a series made to sell toys aren't always fucking 10 out of 10s. <laughs> well, we I'm did... shocked. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. We did get a question that kind of ties into that. Let me finish these time. reviews first. Okay, fine. Me, I just, I just want to be done with them. I'm in such a bad mood now. <laughs> Hank America. This one was good. Five out of five. Fish... Oh. Fishman and Hot Spy fanfic. Don't bother even looking for other Star Wars podcasts. They don't exist. That's right. This one was called Pog. It's by Everything's Taken Sad. Eck and Corey cool because legends are Pog. Also, Eck literally introduced me to EU. So cool. Also, no one talks about how Corey and his team carry Empire War on their backs. Five out of five. So. That does put a... Uh, a bit of a smile on my face, so but don't don't listen to the mean man. Send in negative reviews if you don't like the podcast. Just be nice in them. Just but you got to stop listening. Under if you give us under th four to five, you don't get to listen anymore. We should open up the podcast with recommendations for other podcasts we like for anyone who who doesn't actually want to listen to us. That's but true. Actually. Some sort of Stockholm syndrome, like they can't escape. Yeah, only Star Wars podcast. What can I say? <laughs> Fucking dickhead. All right. Go ahead and read the comment. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so heated right now. <laughs> All right. The, the oh, related... they've only given me 6,000 hours of free entertainment. We've never done a single fucking ad read on this podcast. It's not like you got to sit through an Audible sponsorship. Like, I'm not trying to sell you fucking dick pills or whatever to make you listen to this. If you don't like it, don't watch. Sorry. But that actually, that does bring me to today's sponsor. We don't have one. If you would like to be able to be called a Lord of Alderaan, <laughs> you can just pay us, and then there will be a pebble floating in space that is registered to your name. And no That'd one will know. Sick. No one will know any better. You'll be able to just say, yeah, I was the king of Alderaan. They're not going to look up records. They're all destroyed. Easy money for us. Man, those guys anything. reach out to me so many times. <laughs> the Lords of Alderaan? Yeah. I feel left out because like all this Twitter drama, and they've never even contacted me. After February of this year, no one wanted a sponsorship on my channel. 
Except Honestly, for fucking crypto. I think that shit's so overblown. Like, I don't know. I maybe maybe not, but like every time I got the ad read and I never did one because I thought it was stupid. Um it says it's a gag gift. Like and it you've just you gotta say that. I mean, maybe some people didn't know, but I don't know. I I've heard a lot of the ads, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it was a gag gift. Fair I don't enough. know. I don't know if that's in the anyways. Uh any any other questions we want to get <coughs> to here? How's your you, you sound like you're dying. How's I'm your fine, voice? I'm doing? fine. You're good? I'm fine. So yeah. Do a few more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the question that I was going to tie into what we were talking about before with the negative review is it was mm. it was something about the best opinion we had on the worst Star Wars book. So which terrible, generally seen as terrible Star Wars book did we like the most? Uh, kind of the reverse of our Crystal Republic Commando situation. Uh, yeah, I think Crystal Star is the Crystal Star. Do we have? I want to see if I can open the tab calf tier list here. Or I think it's called book tier list. So I always fuck up when I'm trying to find it. So it doesn't. It doesn't load if I ta- type in tab calf. But it. Oh really? Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, like I think we both were much higher on Crystal Star than we expected. Like we gave it a three, which isn't like the best score ever, but it's it's a but nice. It's, it's mediocre called book. the worst Star Wars book ever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whereas Planet of Twilight is, uh, we both gave that a one. Yeah. What did we actually give ones? Planet of Twilight, we both gave a one, so an F. Deserved. Yep. Uh, and that's the only book that we have both given an F. Mm. You gave Children of the Jedi an F. I gave it a D. Okay. And I gave Champions of the Force an F. You gave that a D. Yeah, Champions of the Force is bad. Is there anywhere else that? Now I'm kind of interested in if there's anything that we gave sixes that didn't match. Uh, no. That's weird. That is a little weird. Not that weird. I think you talked me up a little bit on some of the Thrawn trilogy books. Yeah, I think so. But I don't know that I talked you up or down. I think I might have talked you up a bit on Alphabet Squadron mm-hmm. on at least one of them. So maybe we'll see with uh, any of the revisions. Yeah. But- all right. Any any uh, any questions from the chat here? I'm not going to go back and read through again. That was that was lame. So get them in chat now. I'll go and look at the email questions for some double ups. Uh, Joel asked about Andor. Do you think what do you think the legacy of this show is going to be, and will it affect how they make the Star Wars series moving forward? How do you think it will or won't change current ongoing projects happening at the moment? Um, I think it kind of depends on on whether it gets awards, honestly. If it gets some award buzz, I think it could maybe change some things, but otherwise I don't really know. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll age really well. I don't think anyone's going to... Like, I don't think any of the ongoing projects are going to change because of it. I don't think there's many situations in which that happens. Uh, but I do hope that they're not like turned off of this kind of project. We obviously can't say like it'll make them do this kind of project because they had to do this kind of project first yeah. to get here. So yeah. I think it's a I think there's been some kind of unfair takes about like, ah, well, now they'll do this kind of thing. Like they they already did this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree. Also, I wanted to uh, 
I wanted to know one thing we forgot to talk about at the beginning of the book or beginning of the, the show is there's a new Star Wars book announced. It's called uh, Battle Scars, and it's a tie into the Jedi series. Yeah, that was oh, announced a couple that? months ago. The title or the oh, cover came out, but oh, okay. the cover looks good. But we've known okay. about that since uh, at least I since knew there was a tie, far. and I didn't know we knew the name though. Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, it's Battle Scars, and it is written by Sam Mags, I think. Cool. She does the some of the critical role uh, comics and books as well. So okay, I've enjoyed her writing so far. Aside from the all the online fucking rage bait about her being a writer on Kotor, which was oh, incredibly annoying one. to see. Yeah, but uh, anything that was put in what Star Wars Christmas ornaments have family bought you? I have got none. Um, I got some on this tree. I think I got got some on this tree, and I got some upstairs. I got this little wooden Millennium Falcon. Uh, I got a first order executioner down there. You said you do have some upstairs on the other. Yeah, the big tree. Uh, we kind of split split them half down here, half up there. Um. Oh my god, this thing is fucked. Look at this thing. I don't know. I don't know. It looks oh, like my fucking. That's uh. uh that's uh, from Toy Story. Yeah, I know. It looks like my son made it when he was like two, but I think I think someone. I think we bought this from somebody. Looks like shit. It looks like it's been chewed. It may have been chewed. Yeah, Murphy might have gotten at it. Did Charlie ever finish playing Fallen Order? No, I'm not convinced no. he ever finished installing Fallen Order. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced he even started installing it. Like I, my Christmas ornaments, I have some at my dad's place, which maybe I have a Star Wars one in there. But other than that, I have like two my aunt sent me, and then last weekend Dana and I went to this like super Christmassy store called Tinseltown in Ottawa. That was like the most crowded thing I've ever seen. It's tiny, but there's so much it's so much Christmas per square foot. And I got myself a Coke bottle, a uh, Coke bottle ornament, you mean? Yes. Uh, there's a, a mug, a chocolate, uh, hot chocolate mug with two little marshmallows sitting on top of it. And then that's Star Wars else. related. That's true. I never thought about <laughs> that when I was Murphy just pulled my headphones out. Fucking dickhead. Yeah. I think Murphy made his first sounds on the podcast there. When he he didn't make a little squeak. He didn't want to come up. Yeah. Um. says, I really found my interest in history has made me more interested in Star Wars lore because of the vast history in it. Are you guys interested in history and did that affect your Star Wars appeal? I'm not really, but I know you are, so I'll let you talk. Yeah, that that is why I like Star Wars originally, and then like over time, it's become a thing because of work where I've had to do, like I've had to read so much Star Wars to learn Star Wars history, and I haven't been able to do as much keeping up on stuff that I was reading about in like actual history before. That's most of why I started my history channel, so I could get back into that. But it it all ties in for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, if there was so ODST K Champ ass. If there was one major threat you guys would want to see in movies or shows from Legends, what would it be? I would love to see the Nal Nal or the Vong eventually. Um, uh, that's a good question. The one we have the highest chance of seeing, if enemy would include just like individual characters, is Darth Talon. 
if George Lucas ever gets a chance. Um, he sends Dave Filoni an email every day. Are you in a project yet? Get her in, Dave. For fuck's sakes, I trained you for this. Maybe like Warlord Zinge or something. I think Luke dealing with being an incel would be an interesting uh, major threat. What what would define Warlord Zinge as a character that makes him worth bringing in that isn't just like kind of weird cartoonish Thrawn? He fucked. Yeah, so no. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be enough to justify the character being added. He mustache? He mustache? Yeah. That's... Get him in there. Get him Get in him the in. movies. Okay. Maybe uh, something Shadow Academy E would be interesting. That could be cool. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that. That's going to be where I put my money. Okay. I'm down. Uh, let's see. How many girlfriends does sequel trilogy Luke pull? I mean, there's the... The Porgs everywhere. Was he fucking them Porgs? There's no way he wasn't. What movie is that where he goes, you gonna fuck them chickens? You gonna fuck them? I think that them? was Empire Strikes Back. No. Oh, the, de the Devil's Rejects. He goes to buy some chickens and the uh, the guy's like, you trying to fuck these chickens? The guy's like, did you just ask me if I'm gonna fuck these chickens? <laughs> he goes, you cut the head off and they get all bloody and they start squirming around a bit. Yeah. Is Canon Luke a virgin? Okay, I'm going to just say that when Luke said he was going to go into Tashi Station for some power converters, he wasn't talking about anything electrical. Mm, he's going to convert the power, power of love into baby go. juice. Right, I feel like we've, uh, we might have hit the bottom of our, of our questions here. Are we going to see the Gorman Massacre in Andor Season 2? I think it's going to be... I don't know if it's going to be, like, physically seen. I think it's going to be, like, mentioned as happening. There's no way it's, it's not. Yeah, I think there's going to be a... My my guess is that there's going to be a Mod Mothma arc that ties into her Star Wars Rebels arc, where I think it's called Secret Cargo or yeah. Precious Cargo she or something. The, the speech. Yeah, so I think we're going to see kind of that uh, up to her leaving. I think it's possible... That's even our first uh, big cameo in the show. I think we could possibly get the ghost crew. Yeah, I, I think it's not impossible that we get some of the ghost crew in live action. Hera yes. is the the most likely. Like, we're definitely getting them in live action for... That's, okay, we're getting them in Ahsoka. Pretty much yes. all of them, guaranteed. That's where I get kind of unsure on it, because you need to cast two people that are within about 10 years of age... Unless they can use the same person for some of them, which makes more sense with Hera. They're, de they're definitely use the same person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think you can do like Sabine and Ezra because they're like, they're basically what teenagers in Rebels at that point. And then you also have to have them as a. I, th I think they just, I think, yeah, I think they would just do it to be honest. I don't think, I don't think Andor would do that. Maybe not. I feel like How other Star Wars shows would. I wouldn't think Andor would. So I know he's not in the good side yet, but how would you feel if for Callus they just used David Oyelowo? Like I just he's just black now. I think it'd be great because I can't imagine anyone else doing the voice, but can you imagine how those people would act? 
Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I could. I'd be perfectly happy with that. We'll just get everyone played by their voice actor in live action. Yeah. Works for me. Say so, no, that doesn't work for me. Just him. We need Sam Witwer to do all the live action portrayals of Emperor Palpatine from now on. I'm kind of shocked Sam Witwer hasn't made it into the MCU yet. Is he not in in any form? Like just like a cameo? Somewhere? I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. There were a few people you who mean just like I, a voice I, talent or on just the anything. Yeah, just anything. Um, there's also uh, I, was, I was just thinking about people who I'm uh, surprised aren't in the MCU. He was one. Will Arnett, that was one I was really surprised. He he hasn't been in it yet. Because he would, wants to be too. I would be surprised if he was in it, but I, I'm not really surprised anyone's not in it yet. Fair enough. Unless there's people who are like super closely associated with it that like those people I'd be surprised by. I don't I don't know that I'd be surprised by anyone else not being in it. Mm-hmm. Who who would that even include? Stan Lee hasn't been in a couple Marvel movies recently. What, what's, yeah. he, what's he been up to? What's up with Kanye? He was supposed to be in a Marvel movie. God. Oh, that reminds me. I saw, I saw this really funny, uh, this really funny tweet. You know how it's like Spotify rap season? Everyone's posting their like top songs. Someone wrote, um, posting wow pretty problematic under every single person's spotify wrapped and then responding it's not my job to educate you when they ask what i mean by that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's hard to, hard to find a band that wouldn't count for that that's true like arcade fire this year they're not oh yeah fuck i forgot anymore. about that uh fleetwood mac now Rest they, in peace. The rest of them got together and murdered Christine McVie. I wouldn't be that surprised based on what I've, what I've heard about them when they start touring. <laughs> That's why I knew I had to see them in Halifax when they started their tour on the East Coast because it's like they're going to actually gonna make it to the West they're, Coast. They're, and they didn't. They didn't make it any further. No. I was like, this is a rare opportunity. And then, of course, they didn't make it the whole way. I mean, once the yeah. whenever Lindsey Buckingham leaves, they have to replace him with two other guitarists. That's how good that man is. Would never want to spend any time with him. Seems unbearable, but fantastic. Guitarist. Sick at guitar. Yeah, sick at guitar. I feel so sorry for his wife. Yeah, I just it seems all just so toxic. A yeah. little less toxic now, maybe, but. All right. Well, speaking of toxic, thank you all for listening. We're gonna go play some Birio Kart on X Two. Uh, so that'll be live in about half an hour. Thank you for your questions. Next week, we will not be doing an episode because I will be gone. The week after that, what are we What are we doing? I don't know. I have to think about it. All right. Dark Journey. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Thanks again for watching. What is the worst part of Canada? Niagara Falls. Easy. Goodbye. I was, con I was conceived at Niagara Falls. That's true. Behind the falls themselves, on the made of the mist. I think at a dirty hotel there. Oh, I mean, that's all. I mean, my, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. My dad said it was a hotel there, and I don't know why he told me that. And I assume every hotel in Niagara Falls is dirty. So I've never asked. No, there's some nice ones.
Okay. People come there for family vacations. My dad, and fun my dad came like, there. That's yeah. that's what I just said. 